0: Hello folks and welcome to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM My name is Graeme Stevens, and I really hope that I can bring a smile to your face
1: oh,
0: Hello there and welcome back Let's take a look at our Arm services again this week, first of all, an episode of *The Navy Lark*, entitled "Strike Up the Band."
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we present *The Navy Lark* with our three stars: John Pertwee, Leslie Phillips, and Stephen Murray. Whenever people decide to clear out a cupboard for you, they not only find that pair of tatty trousers that would do for gardening, but never did, or that bottle of different coloured sands that was all mixed into a mud colour when you got it home, they also turn out a few skeletons as well. The island draft office cupboard is full of them, naturally.
2: Ah, good morning, Heather.
3: Oh, good morning, Leslie. Fancy you popping in.
2: Yes, it's extraordinary. What do you mean?
3: Well, you're so late this morning, I thought you must have taken the day off.
2: Oh, well, I did oversleep a bit. I don't suppose i missed anything, anyway.
3: No. No, I think you're just about in time for it.
2: Yes, of course, nothing ever happens here before... uh, I am?
3: (laughs) Yes. Unless I'm very much mistaken, Number One will come out of his office any second now and ask... Mr. Phillips, what on earth's been going on?
2: Well, that's hardly new, is it? <laughs> it's happening all the time.
3: Yes, but this time it's going to be a corker.
2: <laughs> as say, as you're trying to frighten me, Heather. <laughs> I'm not in the slightest bit worried. My conscience is perfectly clear, so you... <laughs> Heather? hmm How deeply in the muck am I?
3: <laughs> well, number one popped in here about half past nine and started looking for a paperclip.
2: Well, I, I bought one last month, so it's hardly my fault if somebody's lost the dancing. I
3: wish you'd let me finish, Chatterbox. While he was looking for the paperclip, he went to the cupboard and found all the draft account books.
2: So that's where they were. <laughs> I've been looking for them for weeks.
3: Hmm. Well, you're supposed to have them made up to date, I believe.
2: Yes, I know. I'll, I'll, um, I'll get them out straight away.
3: Here it comes.
2: Mr Phillips, what on earth's been going on?
3: I wish I'd bet on it.
2: Going on, sir, G- going on. <laughs> Nothing. So it would seem. All these account books are hopelessly out of date. Oh, really? Really. I hadn't checked it yet, but I imagine that the last entry in the stamp book will be for the purchase of a bobsworth of Penny Blacks. <laughs> uh, two bobs worth, actually, sir. I, I mean, I mean I- I'll get down to them at once, sir. Oh, you're so right, Mr Phillips, you will. However, in my little investigation into the darkest secrets of that little hidey-hole you call a cupboard, I came across a book marked Unit Comfort Fund. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I might have known you would find it sooner or later. It was a flaming liberty started by your predecessor, sir. The account's dead now. Mr. Phillips, nothing as healthy as that account could possibly be dead.
3: Well, I shouldn't let Chief Petty Officer Pertwee know, sir, because he was the most frequent contributor to the fund.
2: Really? Mm. How surprising. Oh, sir, she said the most frequent contributor, not the most uh, willing. Ah, I think I begin to see how the fund worked. Yes, quite so, sir. If our old number one couldn't nobble Pertwee any other way, the chief got done rotten for the comfort fund. (laughs) (laughs) Delightful. And it certainly explains the truly magnificent balance remaining in the account. However, I feel it might be prudent to dispose of some of it. Well, oh, sir, I'm pretty skint, so... um, So, uh, hard luck.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I meant uh, some of this balance had better be used on something like um, a draft dance.
3: Oh, what a lovely idea, sir.
2: Don't let the chief hear you say that, sir, or you will have the account in the red inside an hour. Oh, that's all right. Now I've learnt the system, we can soon make it up again, can't we? Yes, you know, I have a nasty feeling the chief's never going to forgive me for letting you find that unique comfort fund book, up.
5: Here, chief. What is it? Bubble bass. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen air ladder anywhere? Look, do you mind, Johnson. That ladder is a thorn and chief put Officer off as a Pertwee's wallet at the moment. Hey, It's the last time I'd do anyone a favour, Johnson. It's news to me you ever had. <laughs> That's right. Go on. Kick a man when he's down. Go on, kick him. I should have known I was nursing a great fat viper in my bosom. <laughs> now I know what's happened. You pulled a fast one and come a cropper. Nothing of this sort. I merely tried to assist a relative of mine to set up in the window cleaning business. And as a direct result, if Johnsy don't find 25 quid in an hurry, Johnsy's right in the sediment again. (laughs) Oh, what a shame. (laughs) That's what I like, blind sympathy. Oh, yeah, I suppose you flogged this relative of yours a ladder, did you? Flogged it? (laughs) Yeah. No, certainly not. I gave it away. At the fibre. (laughs) The fibre for that wreck after the blooming rungs were missing. Yeah, so a certain relative of mine discovered. (laughs) Ha, ha. On the way down.
4: <laughs> no, I mean, it's
5: a wonder he didn't break something. He did. But he's making his presence felt here just the same. He reckons that having paid a fiver for that ladder, he's entitled to be mobile. And if Johnsy don't give him a mechanical bath chair, he's going to drop the poison in at Admiralty as to who flogged him the ladder.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> now you know what it's like dealing with a pertwee. wee. <laughs> Look, if you don't stop enjoying me, Sir so Pertwee's going to deal with you in a minute. That's so? Well, you shouldn't have sold him a ladder with broken rungs. Well, if you hadn't nipped up it trying to get away from me last week, they wouldn't have been broken. <laughs> I still reckon you half sawed through them in case I went that way. The thought never entered my head. Otherwise, I would have done. <laughs> now then, where's Chief Petty Officer Pertwee going to get 25 nigger from, us. But... Well, why 25? Because another relative of mine has got a mechanical bath chair in his shop. Go in for 25 quid a yeah, I should have guessed. that. That's pretty cheap, isn't it? Well, this mechanical bath chair has a slight mechanical defect, which I do not intend to mention when I hand it over, Johnson. What's that? No brakes. <laughs> I bet the steering's pretty rough and all. Yeah, I understand a certain slackness has crept in over the years. You know. yeah. Where am I going to get 25 quid from? That's what I want to know. We had five more ladders we could flog them. Good morning,
2: Chief. And good gracious. Good morning, sir. Good gracious, Yes, just for devilment, I tried the handle on the door outside, and surprise, surprise, the door opened. Oh, yes, sir, yes, I did. Yeah. I take it that in a moment of misplaced enthusiasm, you flogged the locks, bars, and bolts along with
5: everything else. Ah, uh, yeah. It was too good an offer to No, 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 sir, no. <laughs> no, it's just it's just that I've been. Well, I've rather a lot, lot on me mind, just at the moment, sir.
2: Oh, domestic troubles? No, no, sir,
5: no. No family
2: matters. I see. <laughs> well, don't let them upset you too much, Chief, or you'll worry yourself into a mechanical bath chair. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I should have flogged in the ladder. Chief, I've got a little job for you. It should be right up your street. Oh, no, thanks all the same, sir, but I've just moved.
2: I was um... I was thinking of holding a dance next Saturday, and I want you to arrange the entertainment. Here's a cheque
5: for twenty-five pounds. Now, honestly, sir, I... how much? Sir? Twenty-five pounds. Oh, that's funny. Did you notice, chief?
6: It's the same amount as your relative wants for that mechanical bar t- up! Belt <laughs> up!
5: Well, Chief, can I leave the cheque with you? Ah, uh, yes, sir, leave it with me by all means, yes. Well, that's the last you'll see of that and all. Look, I've told you before, Johnson, next time you want to say something, right? What's more, when you've written it, eat it. You're rotten, you are. Rotten. And what's more, you are? Harp. No, harp. All day long, harp, 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 harp. Ah, oh, what's going on? You sound like a bus trying to pass a taxi.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's it,
5: sir, exactly, sir. He, he does imitation, so that's the cabaret settled, guys. day, sir. I, I can let you have him for a fee of, say... Uh, yeah. No,
2: Chief, I want
5: professional artists and a professional band.
2: Oh. I'm inviting Commander Povey and his wife, so watch it. If you're inviting Commander Povey's
5: wife, he'd better watch it. <laughs> uh, incidentally, um... Who's, uh, who's paying for this party, sir? Oh, didn't I tell you? The unit comfort fund. Eh? Hey? me. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, for a minute I thought you said the... I did. Good morning, Chief. It's happened? I knew, I knew he'd found out about that flaming fund eventually. <laughs> <laughs> what beats me is how there was still some money left in it when he did find it. You've had weeks to get your hands on that. Don't think I haven't tried, my son. I've been through that outer office after hours with a fine comb. Well, now he's found it, you're the one who's going to be short back and sides, all right, aren't you? <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: yeah, very short. Yeah. So, let's look on the bright side. The mechanical bath chair's paid for and John's is out of use. But you can't convert the comfort fund's money for that. <laughs> Bands cost a lot of money. Unless you know someone or happen to have a relative who... I should have known, shouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah, you should, Johnson. Now, look, next Saturday, you'll be doing the went, two, three, up, went, two, three, up, to Ebenezer Pertwee and his palm court rushabouts. <laughs> you can bring him over in the launch. Yeah, I knew I'd get dragged in somehow. Good. If my relatives are going to supply the old slew, slew, quick, quick slew, the least we can do is pick them up.
2: Um, left hand down, a modicum. (laughs) Left hand down, a modicum it tastes, sir. should see Portsmouth any time now, sir. Really? You're such a pillar of strength in times of stress, Mr Phillips. Am I really, sir? Yes. If anyone else got lost at sea as often as you do, they'd be
0: worried.
4: (laughs) Oh, not
2: me, sir. (laughs) I'm used to it. (laughs) Uh, Sailing with you, so are we. You realise that Commander Povey and his wife have probably been standing on Portsmouth Harbour waiting for us for over an hour. Well, he's probably got the evening paper and perhaps she knits so
5: they should be able to... <laughs> oh, oh, lummy! Look, I-, I wish you'd let Commander Povey come over to the dance in his own launch, sir. I mean, I, I ought to have been on the island arranging the entertainment.
2: Yes, all. so you've mentioned several times ever since I told you I wanted the launch this evening, Chief. Yes, well,
5: I, I-, I wanted it so Johnson could pick up my... I... No, well, no, 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 I'm getting all muddled here. I mean, it- it's just... It's just devotion to duty, sir. Just a minute. I suppose you have
2: engaged a professional band for this evening, Chief? Oh, yes, yes, rather. yes. Good. Yes, I, I had a sudden terrible thought that you might have wanted the launch to pick up any of your relatives who could blow, suck, or thump a musical instrument. Oh, no. The very odd idea, sir. Here I say, isn't that Portsmouth ahead? Mmm. By Jove, so it is. Ah, you know, sir, after a job has been well done like this, well, a chap can't help feeling proud. Mr Phillips, through your wild guesswork at navigation, we're over an hour late, and when Commander Povey and his wife step aboard for the return journey, you're going to get well done.
0: Uh, Well, I
5: I can see them both on the arbor wall now, sir. How do they look, Chief? Uh, sort of glowing, sir. Uh, would you like us to slow down whilst you chuck yourself overboard? Look, Adam, over an hour
7: late. By the time you get over to the island, that wretched dance will be over.
3: Oh, stop fussing, Henry. You can't dance anyway. Last time you tried, I was limping for a month.
7: Well, my dear, your feet are rather on the large side.
3: Henry, I oh, very, very dare I'm oh,
7: sorry, my love. I was just... Uh...
3: Silence! One more word and you won't go at all. I shall go alone. <laughs>
7: But, my love, I'm part of the cabaret.
3: Your what? Yes, Chief
7: Petty Officer Pertwee has asked me to do a little recitation for the men.
3: Oh, very well, you can go. But remember, Henry. Uh, yes, my love. This time, no smut.
7: But <laughs> <laughs> you know I wouldn't. Uh, but I really. I, ah. Ah, here comes the launch at last.
3: Oh, good. Henry. Uh, yes, dear. Smile and wave to your little friends.
7: Uh, wave to my little b- But that shower over an hour
3: late, how do you expect me to... Don't snap at me, Henry. Wave. Even if they are a little late, they're coming in as fast as they can.
7: Gee, well, that's true, I suppose. Yes, they certainly are coming in at a heck of a...
3: The fools. They'll
7: never stop in time. (laughs) Look out. They'll hit the harbour wall. (laughs) Millicent, run for it. (laughs)
5: She's going down.
2: Stop engines, chief.
5: (laughs) I I don't think I'd bother, sir. and when she hits bottom, they'll probably stop
4: themselves.
5: (laughs) And that, Mr Phillips, was probably your lot. You know, you could be right, sir. (laughs)
7: Number one. Uh,
5: What was that? I think it was Commander Povey from behind those crates, sir. He and uh, Mrs Povey sort of took cover.
7: (laughs) Mr Phillips, in my time, I've seen some crass idiocy in the service, but let me state here and now. Henry? Yes, my
3: Shut up and fetch another launch at once.
7: No, no, but, but, really, not
3: but... another word. Go on and be quick about it. Oh,
2: very well, my love.
3: That's better. Well, how do you do, gentlemen? Oh, how
2: do you do, Mrs. Burbank? Uh, how do you do? And uh, uh, am I delighted to meet you.
3: Tom, well, I hope Henry is up. I'm really looking forward to this, Don.
5: Spend it. I understand the chief's hired a good band. Uh, that's right, isn't it, chief? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, they, they should be here any... Tell uh, me the launch. I'm not going to... Yes. <laughs> oh, Yes. Oh yes, a lovely band, a lovely, lovely, lovely band. Oh yes, lovely. Play music and everything.
4: <laughs>
5: chief is—is uh, is anything bothering you at all? Me sir? Oh no, no. <laughs> oh, I'm as happy as a sandbag.
2: <laughs> ah, here's Commander Povey with another launch. Oh, Johnny, Gun, I'll soon have you over on the island now, sir. No, you won't, Mister Phillips. Enough is enough. I'll navigate this time. <laughs>
5: Chinja, hey, Chincha! what is it, Chief? Look, give me another snortful of that punch, quick. My nerves are in a shocking state. Coming up here. What time's that band turning up, eh? I wish I knew, mate. Number one keeps giving me looks that would put a weaker man in sit bay for a month. What's happened to Johnson, then? He's gone to fetch the band from Portsmouth. Fetch him? What then? Well, we've sort of borrowed Commander Poby's launch, and... Well, I'm trying to spin things out until he gets back. Ah, oh, there you are, Chief. Hey, no, 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 I wasn't, sir. I've, I've got a nip off, sir. No, you I, haven't. Where's this band, Chief? That's what I'd like. Uh, where's the bands? Oh, the cabaret. That's it. The ca- Of course, sir, the cabaret. Cabaret? What about it? Well, the cabaret is just about to start, sir. Start? We don't want the cabaret until much later on. Oh, yes, yes, we do, sir. Desperately. <laughs> no, I think in, in we... In fact, I'll tell you what, sir. We'll tell you what... You know what I'll say? We'll have two cabarets. Two? Yes, sir, that's the plural of them. Two, yes. <laughs> <laughs> one now and one later on. No extra charge at all. Oh, well, that's better than nothing, I suppose. We'll get on with it. I, I aye, sir. If you'd like to go and join the others, I'll announce it, sir. Where's Johnson with my relatives? That's what I want to know. If he's not back here with him by the time we've had the cabinet, I'm really in it.
7: Gee, what's going on? My wife wants to dance and there's no band. There's oh, it's
5: you, oh, it's you, sir. Oh, well, well, just a very personification I wanted to say, sir. We're having the first cabinet now, sir, and if you're ready to oblige... Really. Oh, oh, I see. Uh, well, in that case, yes, yes, by all means. <laughs> no, no, wait, I, uh, I've forgotten to bring the poem. Oh, don't worry about the poem, sir, because I've got the very thing here. Wait a minute, where is it? I have it Here. There you are, sir. Now, all you've got to do is read that, sir. Oh, well, uh, the,
7: the, how many verses do you think I the should do? All
5: uh... of them, sir. All of them. As many as you like, sir. Oh. Oh, excellent. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll say one thing for you, Pertwee. You certainly know how to run a cabaret. Eh? Uh, thank you, sir. And I'd better start running it. Uh, thank you, sir. Not to stand by. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gents uh, Ladies. Ladies and gents all, please have yeah, your kind attention, please. I say,
7: ladies and gents
5: Belt up Much obliged. Now, ladies and gents, it's Cabinet Time. And for our first guest tonight, is that well known reader of the Rat Act. Oh <laughs> should I say a reader of poems, Come (laughs) on, Thank
7: you. I should like to start by... Henry. Yes, my love.
4: (laughs) No, smart.
7: Ladies and gentlemen, I should like to start with a poem entitled The Seafarer's Life. With a yo-ho-ho for the bounding main, the tide comes up and goes down again. Where does it come from? Where does it go? Don't ask me, because I don't know.
4: <laughs>
7: With a rum-tum-tiddle-tum-fiddle-dee-dee, blow you jack, there are crumpets for tea. <laughs> what? 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 what, what, what? two, sir?
5: two lovely, sir. Mm. Lovely, lovely, lovely.
7: Oh. <laughs> oh, very well. With a yo-ho-ho for the bounding main, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. <laughs> Thirty days has September. When's my birthday? I can't remember. <laughs> With a rum-tum-tiddle-tum-fiddle-dee-dee, if a fly has flew, why doesn't a flea? <laughs> oh,
4: now, look here, I can't oh, go... Lovely, 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 song. Oh, very, very, very lovely, song.
5: Lovely reading, sir. Lovely, lovely reading. Verse three, sir,
4: lovely,
7: lovely. Oh, good grief. With a yo-ho-ho for the bounding main. What ho she bumps? she's drunk again.
5: Well, I can't hold her much longer, Ginger. I know. Commander Paul, is on verse 94 now. 94? Where's Johnson? That's what I want to know. Where's Johnson? Why hasn't he turned up with my relatives? Perhaps they flogged all her instruments. (laughs) Not likely. Who'd buy a washboard and a tea chest with a bit of string on a blue mandle these days? Blimey, number one will never believe you spent 25 quid on a skipper group. Well, you'll have to. Nunkie's given me a receipt in exchange for the money back on your bar empties. <laughs> Hello, Chief. Fatso! Oh, Fatso! I never thought I'd be so pleased to see your rum-tum-tum again. <laughs> Nunky, where's the band? you better have a word with your Uncle Ebenezer. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Hello, Johnsy boy. Here, we're properly in the cart this time. Aren't you? <laughs> Me? Why? Where's the others, monkey? In the nick of Portsmouth. Oh, well, that's... In the what? Yeah. Our launch got stopped by a patrol boat. We were left hanging about so long, Auntie Flo and young cousin George had to fill in the time somehow. Oh, blimey, what did they do? When the patrol boat stopped us, they seemed to have accidentally got all the lead off the Admiral's office roof with them. <laughs> he? It'll be in all the papers. Well, why <laughs> didn't you stop him, you silly old <laughs> fussy? Stop him? Have you ever tried stopping a Pertwee when there's lead about?
5: No. Oh, blimey, now what are we going to do? Oh, I'll well, stand up and
6: conduct if you like, but it's going to be a bit silly with no band, isn't it? <laughs> You'll have a band all
5: right, monkey. Here, Johnson, Johnson, quick. Go and whip the big drum, uh, the cymbals and the bubble out of the jetty guards up. right you. Bugles, cymbals and a big drum? You can't play dance music with that. Well, we've got to. Ginger can do the cymbals, I'll play the buggle, and Fatso can bash the drum. Even if he misses the drum and hits himself, he'll still go bong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stone Commander Povey must have run out of verses. Where on earth did you get that absolute drivel from? I, I never felt such an absolute... You were inspired, sir. You were absolutely inspired, sir. I've never been so moved by anyone's sort oratoricals of in all my life. Oh, well, uh,
7: perhaps I do have a natural talent for Oh the... yes, sir,
5: you <laughs> have. You've got a natural talent, all right. Yes. In fact, I've just had a deputation from the lads, sir, and you know what they asked? They asked if you'd do it all over again, sir. What, all of it? Yes, sir, all of it. Off you go, sir. Yo ho ho, and a fiddle fiddle dee and all that. Well, the lads really want to. A... Oh, they do, sir. They love a good fiddle. Yeah. Oh, well, in that case... <laughs> <laughs> they lynch him, and it'll be all your fault. <laughs> I don't care what happens, as long as he holds them until Johnson gets back with the instruments.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, the
7: sea
2: man. <laughs> Where is he? Where's the chief? Oh, there he is, sir. Over there. Chief, who started old Thunderguts off again? We've had 95 verses of Yo-Ho-Ho Ho and the Bounding Drains already.
5: The Bounding Mane, sir, the Bounding 90. It, it's a popular request, sir. The lads. Well, it's something your... unpopular with me. Get him off! Well, I don't see how I can stop him now, sir. He's still. All me. OK, Chief. They're on the stage. What? Oh, well, in that case, sir, don't worry, sir. I'll get him off. Leave it to me.
2: Yeah, that's what we've done up to now. Look where it's got
5: us. An evening
2: with the Emlyn Williams of Portsmouth. <laughs> Well, don't worry, sir. It'll be all right now, sir, I don't please. care what
5: you do, Pertwee, as long as you stop old yo-ho-ho. It's as good as done, sir. Come on, nun and you, that's out. Chin-chop. Chin-chop, Fall into simple bashing. Verse three.
2: It up. Get off. Get off. With a yo-ho-ho
7: for the bounding main, I've missed the bus and I've missed the train. So let's go down to the sea in ships. Pass the salt, it's chop and chip. <laughs> with a tom tom tiddle tom tiddle dee dee, with a yo ho ho
4: and a hee hee. <laughs>
5: Chief. Yes. Yes, sir. Oh, I've got a complete and thorough explanation, sir. Sir <laughs> so Malcolm said he'd be only two pleased to come, but at the last minute... Why? Only... I take it
2: that this little um, ensemble is costing us 25 quid?
4: Huh? Yes, sir.
2: <laughs> then as it stopped old Yo-Ho-Ho in the middle of his rum-tum dee I'd say it was worth it, wouldn't you, Mr. Villains? Oh, every penny of it.
4: <laughs>
2: After all, we can always make up the loss at next week's Comfort Fund Social, can't we, Chief?
5: <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, yes. Stanley, you learn fast. <laughs> Very yeah. carry on, Chief. Oh, I yes, said. And now, ladies and gents, cobold for the next number. How one? Hat two!
1: John Pertwee, Leslie Phillips and Stephen Murray working their passage in The Navy Lark, written by Laurie Wyman. John Pertwee was the chief petty officer, Leslie Phillips was the sub-lieutenant, Stephen Murray was the number one. Commander Povey was played by Richard Caldicott, Mrs. Povey was Heather Chasen, Abel Seaman Johnson was Ronnie Barker, Uncle Ebenezer was Tenniel Evans and Ginger was played by Michael Bates. What Passed for a Piano was played by Edwin Brayton. The recorded production was by Alistair Scott Johnston.
8: The Navy Lark was presented
0: by the BBC. You are listening to The Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. And that was an episode of The Navy Lark entitled Strike Up The Band. Now here is Dad's Army with All Is Safely Gathered In.
9: Present Arthur Lowe, John LeMessurier, and Clive Dunn in Dad's Army. All is safely gathered in, featuring John Laurie, Arnold Ridley, and Ian Lavender, with this week's guests, Bill Pertwee, Frank Williams, and Nan Kenway. Here is the news, and this is John Snag reading it. As the summer of 1941 mellows into autumn, Hitler is locked in deadly combat with the Russian bear. Meanwhile, in Africa and the Middle East, the brave allies inflict heavy losses on the Axis powers. And in Britain, the Home Guard, those tireless guardians of our island freedom, remain ever vigilant. In Captain Mannering's office at the Church Hall in warmington on Sea, Private Godfrey is waiting, rather anxious to go. Oh, <laughs>
8: dear. It's most unusual for Mr. Mannering and Mr. Wilson to be late. Don't you worry, Mr. Godfrey. They must have been held up. But my these are ten past, Mr. Jones. Are, they won't hold it for you these days. Get out of the way, Pike. Well, mind you, don't bump it, Mr. Manning. Don't be silly, Pike. It's not a baby. It's a tommy John. Ah, Mr. Manring, sir. Mr. Godfrey here would like permission to be excused. Not now, Jones, no, no. Go, go and fall the men in. I have important news for them. Yeah, well, well, if he doesn't go now, Mr. Manring might be too late. Then tell him to go now and get back on parade as fast as he can. Right, sir, right, sir. Ah,
5: there we are. Oh, isn't it a smashing gun, Mr. Manry, eh? Ah,
8: You dirty rat, you... Put
4: that
8: Tommy gun down at once. Yes, Yes, Mr. Manry, I'm sorry. I carried it here, and I'm going to handle it first. Ah, yes, beautifully balanced. Devastating weapon in the right hands. I should think it was even more devastating in the wrong hands. <laughs> Stop doing that, Pike. I'm sorry, Mr. I'm, so, I'm Sorry. We're well, we'll going to show this to the troops. Bring the mags. Wilson, I said. Let me carry it, Mr. Manring. Please, please let me carry it. Pike, I Go and fall in. Yes, Mr. Manring. Wilson, you must control that boy. Yes, I know, sir. I think it's a game. I am sure that. Pay attention, man. Now, I know you've all been waiting for it, so here it is. A <laughs> Thompson submachine gun, known in military circles as the Tommy gun. Oh, now, this is one of the most sophisticated weapons ever produced. It fires 650 rounds of .45 ammunition per minute. The drum magazine holds 50. You've got the drum, Wilson? Oh, yes, sir. Well, hold it up, then. Right, I'll certainly say, yes, yes. The magazine, everyone... There are Sergeant Wilson's holding up the drum. The clip-on magazine, known as the box, holds 20 rounds. Show the clip, Wilson. Oh, I suppose it is. There's the clip. Uh, sir, excuse me, sir, for a bayonet? No, I'm afraid not, Jones. Ah, oh, pity. Mr. Manreen, Mr. Manreen, who's going to have the Tommy gun? Please, may I have it? Please, may I have it? Certainly please, not. Manreen, oh, excuse me, Captain Manreen. Not you either, Godfrey. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Well, we ought to take it in turns. General McCulley always used to say, take it in turns. Who was General McCulley? Well, he wasn't very important. He just used to say, take it in turns. <laughs> That's about all I remember of him, really. We, we could have a first drive, sir. Why not? I should first go. No, certainly not. I will not have the tactical future of this platoon decided on the turn of a card. We shall draw lots.
4: <laughs>
8: I'm sorry, Godfrey. I know you're disappointed. I'm only trying to do the fair thing. May I have three days' holiday? I beg your pardon? I'd rather like three days' holiday. You've gone out of your mind, gotcha. Hitler is ready to bounce across the channel. (laughs) And we're here at the front line. I wouldn't ask normally, but it's because of this friend of mine. Oh, yes. It's... All very involved. Yes, I'm sure it must be. Uh, Permission to interfere, sir. Mr. Godfrey won't speak up for himself, sir. He's too much the gentleman, but my lips are not sealed. I can reveal that at the bottom of all this, sir, there is a woman. It's true, Godfrey. Uh, Yes, sir. I think you'd better come with me into the office. Uh, Yes, sir. You know, that
4: Godfrey
1: is a fair look in his eye, more likely than not he's a sex maniac.
4: <laughs> Can I look after the tommy
1: gun for you, Mr. Manning,
8: please? Oh, very well. There you are. Thank you. It's also called the Chicago piano. <laughs> what did you say? The Tommy gun. It's called the Chicago piano. Anyway, that's what James Cagney always calls it. <laughs> Stupid boy. Godfrey, come along. Uh, uh, coming, sir. You too, Wilson. All right, sir. Close the door, Godfrey. Yes, sir. And Wilson,
4: mm-hmm.
8: you'd better take some notes. Yes, yeah, certainly, sir. Yes, right. Now, Godfrey, just a minute. What are you doing here, Jones? Well, it's like this, sir. Mr. Godfrey is a very retiring man, and he won't stand up for himself. I would like to speak for him, sir, because I have been privy to his intimate details. Through things he has told me in (laughs) Is that all right with you, Godfrey? Well, I suppose. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Godfrey, thank you. Well, sir, it all started to commence just before the Ball Ball. Mr. Godfrey, here was a dandy young buck with some twenty summers. Listen, I'm sorry about that. I I didn't quite catch that. Dandy. Oh, 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 dandy. Carry on, that's right. Right. Anyway, Mr. Godfrey, he lost his heart to a young lady who was in service in a great house nearby. Y- you listening, Mr. Yes, Manning? of course I am. Very little choice. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
8: now, in those days, Mr. Manning, it wasn't like these days, you know. If you was a serving wench, you had to know your place and mind your peas and onions. <laughs> you worked from 5.30 in the morning, black in the grate, to half-past eight at night, putting the cutouts. out <laughs> You had one Sunday off a month. And they give you three and six a week less laundry. But it was a good life. (laughs) I can't sit here listening to all this rigmarole. Oh, sorry, Mr. Manning, I was digressing. Now, seeing it so little, Mr. Godfrey never had a chance to plight his trough, which he would have done, given half a chance, him being a very virile young man, as we all was in them days, me more than most. You're not in an hurry, are you, Mr. Yes, I am. Get to the point. Well, he wants three days' holiday, that's the point. Well, I'm perfectly well aware of that. Look, Jones, please be quiet, will you? Let Godfrey speak for himself. No, I see he won't listen. I don't know why I bothered to Be try quiet, one. Jones. Now, Godfrey. Well, uh, I wanted three days' holiday to help with the harvest. Well, that's hardly a holiday. It's very important work, isn't it, Wilson? Oh, it is indeed, sir. Very important, sir. But I'm afraid I didn't get down all of what Jones has said. You see, he went too fast... I've only got as far as serving wench, mining her peas and things. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry about Onions. that. I don't think it had anything to do with the battery in hand, anyway. Right. Oh, yes, it did. That serving wench married a farmer, and now she's a widow. And it's her harvest he wants to help with. Her farmer has gone to hospital. Yes, yeah, it's not operation for hernia. What? Hernia, did you say? Yes, left side. Okay, thank you, Mrs. Left, left, left side. side. Oh, no, don't right. bother with all this. Right. Look, Godfrey, does she have any other help? Only a couple of land girls, sir, I... I'd like to have helped her. How many acres does she farm? Well, I think there's about a hundred acres of wheat to get in. This is Michael Wilson. England needs every grain of corn she can grow. Uh, we will call for volunteers from the platoon, and Jones will drive us there in the van. Yeah, yeah, I see, Mr. Godfrey. He wants me now. Two minutes ago, he was casting me off like an old acquaintance. Yeah, come along, Jones. <laughs> get yeah. the men operate. parade. Right, sir, it's most kind of you, Captain Manrick. Do oh, you think I might phone Mrs. Prentice and give her the good news? Yes, of course you can, Godfrey, yes. All oh, yes, right, yes. Wilson, get the nominal roll. Tick off all the volunteers. it. That harvest is top priority. And we are going to see that it is all safely gathered in. Creatures <laughs> great and small Things wise and wonderful. Is that you, Bishop? Uh, yeah. Who is it? It's me, Warden Hodges. Sorry to disturb you. Oh, that's alright. I only came in for a quick burst on the organ. <laughs> I must talk to you, Vicar. I gather you had a narrow escape last night. narrow escape? It was a miracle. The bomb landed right beside me. If it had gone off, I wouldn't be here to talk to you now. A miracle indeed. It knocked my pint of beer right clear out of my hand. <laughs> Just let me open the anvil. Oh, it was a deliverance. God moves in a mysterious way his wonders to perform. Oh, I should have been killed, but I was spared. Here, why me? Answer me that. Why me? Why? Why me? Why? 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 I can't possibly think. I'm just a simple greengrocer. Here, do you think he's saving me for some great purpose? Yes, well, you never know. All my life, I've I've been rotten, but I'm going to turn over a new leaf. I'm going to stop giving short weight and hiding my rotten tomatoes behind the good ones. Girl, is that what you do? Uh, And I'm going to scrape the soil off my potatoes so that people get all all potatoes and not half the weight in mud. (laughs) And I'm going to try and keep my fingernails clean. Well, that's wonderful to hear. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be kind to everyone, and I'm going to love my enemies. Not Hitler, of course. But I'm going to be good to Captain Manring, and I'm going to help him with his struggle, because he's a good man at arch, you know. Well, if you say so. Well, from now on, I'm going to be right behind him. Well, that's marvelous news. Oh, thank you, Vicar, for seeing me. Oh, I-, I needed your guidance. I'm only too glad to help. Oh, you've been a rock for me to cling to, you have a rock, a rock, you had Yes. Pleasure, I'm sure. <laughs> If you'll excuse me, I must just brush up my arpeggios.
5: Isn't it exciting being on a farm, Mr. Fraser? Not really.
8: Hey, hey, do you think they'll let me milk those cows later on? We shouldn't think so, son. Why not? Because those coves are bulls. <laughs> right, men, into the barn. Stick your kid in the corner by that old tractor. Right. Hang on to your rifles. We don't want to be surprised. Oh, they won't surprise me, Mr. Manning. I've got my Tommy gum. I'll, I'll, I'll fill them full of lead. <laughs> How did that boy get hold of that thing? Fraser took first term But well, I think Frank made some private arrangements I will not have private arrangements made on active service Oh, good morning Good morning, gentlemen Ah, good morning, Mrs. Brentius <laughs> This is very kind of you, Colonel Mannering Not at all I'm sorry these
6: quarters are a bit rough and ready for you, Colonel Mannering
8: That's quite all right, madam all we're concerned with is gathering and the harvest.
6: We've got a bit of a problem there. Mr. Yates of Grove Farm was going to thresh it for me, but his thresher's broke, so he's all behind. See.
8: Well, don't you have one yourself, Mrs. Prentice?
6: Oh, I have one, all right, but only my foreman knows how it works.
8: Yes, well, I'm sure we've enough expertise in our ranks to get the wheels turning, don't you think, Wilson? I really don't know, frankly. I mean, farming machinery looks so complicated. Oh, well, yeah. it's
6: certainly beyond me.
8: Don't worry, Mrs. Prentice. We'll win through. Rely on us. Hey, pride! Hey, pride! Hey, pride! Hey, pride! Hey, pride! Oh, that was lovely. Absolutely lovely. What on earth is that? It's that awful fellow Hodges. Oh, what in heaven's name is he doing here? Oh, Captain Manry, the warrants you don't see wardens are here to give you help. I don't think we need them. Do we, Wilson? No, I suggest you just clear off. Yeah, clear off or I'll drill you full of holes.
4: <laughs> right Fight! Fight!
8: I tell you, put that gun down. Don't send me away, Captain Mannering. Don't spur me, and England's out of need. We're standing shoulder to shoulder against the common foe. Let them all come, Captain Mannering, and you and I will shock them. (laughs) Wilson, does this man drink at all? He did that time on the end of the pier. <laughs> <laughs> Better watch him. Yes, he he's up to something. Right, man. Fall in outside in three ranks. That's right. Fall in outside. You do as the good captain says. He's a good man. Fall in outside. Yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to do all the bawling and shouting and that sort of thing. Oh, sorry, Corporal Jones. Really, I wouldn't do anything to hurt your feelings. I'm just trying to support the good captain. Yeah, would you leave me to do the supporting and the shouting? Well, oh, maybe Hodges has been drinking. Mm. Come on. I better go and look at this threshold. Right. Paturn by the left. Quick out. Left. Right. Left. Right. Left. Right. Left. Right. Left. Right. Right. Left. Right. left, Right. And to, right. Halt, right left. Right. Wardens. <laughs> oh. Fall out. Gather around the threshing machine. Right, Wardens, fall out and gather around the threshing machine, like the good captain says. Well, Wilson, this is it. Yes, sir. It's very interesting. No, I don't suppose it's as complicated as it looks. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sure it isn't. Just select however many men you need. Show them how it works. I don't know how it works. (laughs) I
4: mean,
8: mean, why should I know how it works? Oh. What about you, Fraser, sir? You come from farming stock, don't you? I do that, sir. My father was a farmer. Well, you should know how a threshing machine works. He was a sheep farmer.
4: He
8: <laughs> did a thresh sheep. Any fool yeah, all right. you all right. All
4: right.
8: Uh, no need to be aggressive. Excuse me, Captain Manry, I think I know how it works. Oh, good, good, well done, Jones. Yes. Now, uh, pay attention, everybody. Right, sir, sir. Jones knows how it works. Right, Carry on, Jones. Thank you, sir. Now then, this part here is the steam engine. What does the driving? And this complication here is the threshing thing. What does the threshing? I'm not getting too technical for them, am I? No. No, I don't think they right right. Well, you toss the stocks of wheat into this big funnel-shaped thing there. And that's what they call the hopper. Then the engine goes, puff, 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 ha, 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 And the fessing thing goes jibba, 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 jibba. <laughs> and while it's going jibba, 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 it messes all the wheat up, you see. And the straw goes, whoops-a-daisy, whoops-a-daisy, all along the conveyor belt. In the meanwhile, the grain comes wheedle wheel wheedle
4: all
8: through the tubes at the other end and goes whoosh 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 whoosh, 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 whoosh into them sacks and then it's all done. Yes. <laughs> well, I think we've got the gist of what Jones was saying, haven't we? Puff 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 whoosh whoosh a lot of rubbish. Right, Jones's section will run the threshing operation here. And the rest of you get on to reaping and gathering. What shall I do, Captain Mantering? Just keep quiet. Oh, yes, Captain Mantering. Now, I need someone up there on the platform above the hopper to load the wheat from the cart. I'd like to volunteer to be the someone up there on that platform above the hopper. Good man, Joe. Yep. You help him, Pike. Yeah, and I'll keep everyone covered as well.
4: Uh... Pike! Don't <laughs> you
8: were repeating about that. Put that gun down. Oh, Captain Mantering, I-, I usually supervise the grain going into the sacks. Do you? Well, you do that, don't you? Yes. Now, there's the engine to get going. Would you be any good at that, uh, Wilson? Mum says Uncle Arthur can't even use a chin opener, don't you, Uncle Arthur? (laughs) I don't think that's awfully funny, Frank. (laughs) Probably true, nevertheless. I think uh, I have an inkling, sir. Good. Go to it, Fraser. Uh, What about me, Captain Manry? What can I do to help you in your good work? Look... Look after the horse or something. Oh, righto, sir. Well, what about me, sir? You'd better keep a tally of the sacks of grain. All right, sir. I'm up here on the platform, ready to load the wheat into the hopper, Captain Mannering. Good man, Jones. Oh, Colonel Mannering, are you managing all right? Yes, we won't be long now, Mrs. Prentice. Oh, would... We'll have it running smooth as a sewing machine. Start the engine, Fraser. Right here, sir.
9: Oh, let me see. here. it's some
8: pretty sophisticated machine. Now... If I pull this lever here, press this button here, turn this handle, and give it a good kick here. Hey, it's going. I've done it. Captain Manren, that's a bit odd. What is, Jones? Well, the engine's going chatter jadda, jadda. What of it? I wouldn't want you to think I was misleading you with the intention of forethought, sir. You see, I thought it would go puff, 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 puff. No, the quiet Jones, start loading the Stooks. Captain Manorin? Yes. I think I'll start loading the Stooks. Oh. <laughs> Godfrey? Yes. Sir. Stand by the tubes to collect the grain and the sacks. Wilson, get ready to count the sacks. All right, sir. Uh, Captain Manorin, uh, there's nothing coming through yet, isn't there? Load away, Jones. I'm loading as fast as I can. Frank, give Jones a hand. Yes, Captain yes, Manry. There's still nothing coming through, Captain Manry. Yes. Maybe I've got some sort of constriction in my tubes. <laughs> Better come and have a look. <laughs> Keep loading,
4: Jones. I'm doing...
8: Come on, Pikey, give us a hand. Right you Mr. Jones. Hey, hey, hey be careful. D- don't stand too close to the edge of that hopper. Ah, oh, don't you worry about me, Pikey. I'm as sure-footed and... as... Whoa! <laughs> Mr. Jones? Mr. Jones? Oh, dear. Oh! I've been sucked down to the hopper. Whoa!
6: Now, don't panic, Mr. Jones. I'll go and get some help.
8: <laughs> Mr. Menrine. Mr. Menrine. What is it, Pike? I- I'm sorry to bother you, Captain Menrine, but I think you ought to know that Corporal Jones has just fallen in the hopper. Good. Uh, what? <laughs> Jones! Jones! Fraser, stop the engine! <laughs> I'm you said and done, I'll do my best, though. Oh? <laughs> I think you'd better come and have a look. Some of this straw's got buttons on. Hey, and this pit's got braces on. Heavens above, it's Jones's trousers. Are you all right, Jones? Wilson, climb up onto the platform and help me pull him out of the hopper. All right, sir. Don't worry, Jones. It's going to be out of there. Hodges, you don't seem to be doing anything useful. Come on help. Grab hold of Jones's other shoulder and pull. Right, certainly, certainly, Captain Omanning. Only too willing to oblige. Right. Heave. Oh, that's not it All right, Jones Yes, thank you, Mr. Manorin Oh, I'm so glad you're all right, Mr. Jones Oh, Mr. Rogers, how can I ever thank you? I'll never forget what you've done for me Don't mention it, it was a pleasure Oh, Mr. Manorin, he went judder, judder, judder And tore me trousers off, Mr. Manorin yes, 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 we know that Are you perfectly all right? Oh, Mr. Manning, I've lost that which I held most dear. Great Scott <laughs> Jones, you don't mean it. Yes, Mr. Manning, my pocketbook and my discharge papers is gone from <laughs> you. see see, Mr. Jones, on the conveyor belt. You've only lost your trousers. Right, come on then, let's get on with the harvest. Oh, I can't come out in front of Mrs. Prentice, not with no trousers. Oh. F- Pike! Get the trousers off that scarecrow. Yes, Mr. Manning. I've oh, had a terrible experience. Oh, <laughs> never mind Manning. that, we've got to get off. Look lively, lads. We're holding up the harvest. Right, Fraser, stop the engine. Aye, sir. This machine will never be the same again, Jones, thanks to you. I don't think I'll ever be the same again. My bits and pieces have had a terrible shake-up. Here are the scarecrow's trousers, Mr. Manly. Ah, thank you. There you are, Jones. Put these on. I can't wear those. Oh, get on with it, Jones. You're not very sympathetic, is he? Pike, you'd better take Jones's place loading the sheaves into the hopper. Yes, Mr. Manry. Right, Hodges, get back to the horse and cart. Keep the wheat coming. Yes, Captain Manry. Get them wagons
2: rolling, trail boats. Wagons roll! Be
8: quiet, Pike. Well, that's what Roy Rogers always says. Look, just just load the hopper, you stupid boy. <laughs> Wilson, keep your eye on the conveyor belt and check off the sex of grain. All right, sir. Uh, Jones? Go and help Godfrey fill the sacks of grain. Just a minute. Where is Godfrey? He just popped off to give Mrs. Prentiss a hand with her apple turnovers. Her what? Well, she's making a big one for our lunch. Good sick. There's more in
9: young Godfrey than meets the eye. I bet he's after more than apple turnovers.
8: Fraser, go and stoke a boiler. Aye, sir. Right, lads. Set to work with Will. England needs this grain. No, Wilson, I shan't be sorry when we finish this. Yes, it must be exhausting for you, shouting instructions all day long. <laughs> it's time we got back to our real job, fighting jerry. Yes, of course is, sir. Right, men, put your backs into it. Keep that wheat coming. Come on, now. Last that coming up. That's it, man. That's the lot. Switch off, Fraser. Know, well done, man. Colonel Mannering, thank you so much for all your work been a pleasure, Mrs. Prentice.
6: The vicar said he'd be coming over to bless the harvest.
8: Oh, dear.
6: <laughs> and then afterwards, I've got a nice harvest spread ready for you. Homemade pasties and potato wine. Oh, I,
8: I don't think I should be having any potato wine. Oh, dear. Won't you, Charles? Why not? Oh, well, my sister Sissy uh, made some once, and it had a rather unfortunate effect on me. What happened, Mr. Godfrey? Well... Apparently, I ran round the garden in my nightshirt shouting, long live Queen Victoria, and biting the heads off the
4: chrysanthemum. Yeah.
0: Well,
8: I don't think we want any of that sort of depravity here, Godfrey. You'd better stick to milk.
6: I've saved some apple turnover for you, Charles.
8: Oh, thank you, Edwina, <laughs> thank yes. you.
1: Good afternoon, everybody.
8: Uh, I'm sorry I'm late, but I've been having a bit of trouble with my bells. nothing serious, I hope, Vicar. No, one of them got badly twisted in the belfry. And I had to get a man in. But they're all right now. Oh, I am very glad to hear it, Vicar. Well, Captain Manning, I see you've finished toiling in the field. We have indeed. I must say, well done. You and your men have done a really splendid job. You're a credit to the parish. Thank you, Vicar. One does one's best. Pro bono publico. For the pu- <clears throat> for the public good, you know. Yes, I do know what it means. <laughs> I gather Mr. Hodges here has been giving you a hand? Uh, yes, yes. We're all brothers under the skin, you know. We've buried our differences and pooled our resources for the good of the nation. In true Dunkirk spirit. Yes, Captain Manry's is a wonderful man. And I'm looking forward to working with him again. Well, I'd only to be too glad. Should the occasion ever arise in the future? But it has. It'll arise tomorrow. What? I promised Farmer well-beloved that we'd all go over tomorrow and get his harvest in for him. He's got a farm twice this size. You mean you went over my head? Behind my back? It doesn't really seem possible, does it, sir? Oh, I thought you'd be pleased. Pleased? How dare you, Hodges. You know right. This is typical of you, interfering. Don't you talk to me like that, Captain Mannering. Now, come now, gentlemen. You keep out of this, Picker. Well, bear, dear. I just, you always did stick your nose in other people's business. Yeah, why don't you clear off? Yeah, hit the trail, buster. do <laughs> yeah, you mind what you do with that gun, you young hooligan? I'm not an hooligan, you're a well, hooligan. Yes, you are, and why are we yeah, here? don't, are we don't, here don't you push me, you old Scotch fool. Don't come on Scotch fool. I'll call you what I like, mate. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please. Remember, in the eyes of God, we are all brothers. He's no brother of mine. He's a yeah. troublemaker, and always has been. Why, you silly old dog are you? Gentlemen, That's liable. Have you forgotten the Dunkirk spirit? Damn the Dunkirk spirit! Let me get my hands on that man. Here! Don't do
9: Don't do <laughs> That episode of Dad's Army, based on the original television series by Jimmy Perry and David Croft. You heard Arthur Lowe as Captain Mannering, John as Sergeant Wilson, Clive Dunn, Corporal Jones, John Lottie, Private Fraser, Arnold Ridley, Private Godfrey, Ian Lavender, Private Pike, Bill Poetry, ARP Warden, Frank Williams, the Vicar, and Nan Kenway as Mrs. Prentice. All is safely gathered in, was adapted for radio by Michael Knowles and Harold Snowd, and produced by John Dias.
0: You have been listening to The Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. And that was an episode of Dad's Army entitled All Is Safely Gathered In. That's all for this week, folks. So until I speak to you again next week, this is Graham Steenson saying, keep smiling. We've got some half-price crack ties and
1: miles and miles of carpet tiles. TVs, deep freeze David Bowie old pains. Bull games, gold chains, wuss names and Edda Push. and Trevor Francis tracksuits from a mush and shepherds Bush. Bush, 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 Bush. Push, 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 No income tax, no
4: VAT, no money back, no guarantee. Black or white, rich or poor, we'll cut prices at a straw. God bless Hooky Street, Viva Hooky Street, Long live Hooky Street, Same and defeat Hooky Street.